You are listening to And Press Play, written and recorded by James West. Hello all, and welcome back to And Press Play. This week I am reviewing Golden Hair by Sid Barrett, taken from his debut album The Madcap Laughs. This is a really bizarre album, to put it mildly, but I absolutely love it. Terrapin, Octopus, Dark Globe, Golden Hair, She Took a Long Cold Look, some absolutely brilliant tunes off this album. Sid Barrett was one of the founding members of Pink Floyd and wrote most of the material on their debut album, The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. However, by late 1968, Barrett's mental state was erratic and he was eventually fired from Pink Floyd. He wasn't technically fired, but he effectively was. It's a bit complicated. He then started recording the Madcap Laughs, a process which took over a year and five different producers, which included his fellow bandmates David Gilmore and Roger Waters. These sessions were often unproductive and difficult due to Barrett's mental state, which deteriorated at various points during the session, forcing him to seek psychiatric care. Golden Hair is a song which has got lyrics, as I've said, which are adapted from a poem by James Joyce. Now, I like this because I've read the original poem, and Golden Hair does a very good job of changing the mood behind the poem so significantly, and it really fits in with Barrett's childlike writing in some respects, that I think it's a worthy contender, really, for this podcast. Musically, this song is very sparse. It's only about a minute and fifty, so there's not a lot of music you can do in it anyway. It has the acoustic guitar being played softly, a few strums and individual notes being played before Barrett starts singing. Indeed, for each line, about three quarters of it is made up of um, just a few strums and a few notes really being played. The guitar is primarily a backing instrument. It doesn't get in the way of Barrett's singing, and it's also used quite strongly in the outro. Now, the other major musical part of this song is the percussion, which help breaks each line of the poem or each line of the lyrics. I'll use them interchangeably. The percussion creates this menacing tone to the song, which creates a nice contrast from the relatively happy, upbeat lyrics. The percussion also helps give the song a bit of energy, which in some ways makes it sound a lot like there's a prayer going on. Now, when I was recording this, I remembered something. Before Sid Barrett was fired from Pink Floyd, there's a story that he turned up to a rehearsal with a new song called Have You Got It Yet? And no one got it because the music kept changing. He kept changing the arrangements and changing the notes. And in some ways, I feel like this song has a remnant of that joke because if you think about it, if you listen to it, the percussion, the big clang, or for want of a better word, Every time you hear it, you think the song's ended, and it hasn't, and I think there's a little bit of that still in there. Sid Barrett is a unique singer in some ways due to his very English way of singing. He does not sing as most other singers do, pronouncing words in an American way. If you listen to almost any other big hit, singing is done in an American style. Barrett's not like that. Barrett's singing for me is always a highlight. He sings in a very childlike way, giving a very abstract wistfulness to the lines of this poem. He also elongates the words before the commas in the poem, which helps create this foreboding atmosphere, but also a sense of mystery. There is also a brief echo delay used in the line, For I heard you singing through the gloom, and this helps again create this sense of mystery as if someone is watching through the fog. The lyrics from this are taken from the poem Lean Out of the Window, which is all about a lover who leaves his studies to watch his love singing. 
What I find so interesting about this song is that even with knowing the meaning of the poem and reading it, Barrett's take on this song creates a much darker tone to the story. It's almost as if it's been told retrospectively and, you know, he already knows that the story of the two lovers didn't end well or something like that. Or even just that there's more to the story than just what the poem is telling you. The entire song is almost presented with a with a negative slant and also a bit of a I know more than you do about what's going on, which I really like. It, it adds a new dimension to it. To conclude, I will give this song a 4.4 out of 5 mainly because of its unique nature of being a song which radically interprets a poem in a different way, but also its place on the album, which is a testament to the madness of the writer. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 